Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Tuesday, Des Moines Sports Day. Nailed it. I did nail it, Trent. 106.3 KXNO. It's Trent Condon. And Ken Miller, and we're here for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Appreciate you uh, spending some of your morning here with us. BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this. It's that time of year again where Trent, Bama, and I will embarrass ourselves by going on record. There'll be no reference to last year's uh, 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 selections. Are you sure? Well, we did it last year. Remember, you yeah. rubbed my nose in it. You have plans, don't you? Your playoff picks. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll we'll do more of those playoff picks, but we're going to do that. Go on record today, and then have some fun throughout the season. Uh, just how um, ridiculous that they were. Uh, that's coming up at ten fifteen. Mitch Holtis at ten fifty. He continues to look at some of the uh, youth on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs roster. This is the final week for Mitch Daly. Uh, and uh, I love the segment. I do. I'm not a Chiefs fan, as you know, but it's NFL football, and uh, I think it's really good content. So Mitch will join us today, and then through Friday, take next week off before he resumes his uh, what will become weekly segments throughout the season. Papa John's of Central Iowa uh, makes that possible. We are grateful to them and to Mitch for uh, being willing to do it. At 11 o'clock, we covered three of the four regional NFL teams last week. We promised you the Vikings this week, and we'll deliver with Dane Mozatani from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Also get some uh, twins conversation, I'm assuming, as well. Boy, they needed that one last night. Yeah, they could they not just can't hit. score runs. No. It's what they score this weekend six six in over the four, four games? games against the Rangers against the Rangers the Rangers right and that vaunted pitching staff right. Nolan Ryan did not walk out <laughs> it was a couple of guys that here ear ace north know. of six it's, it's Trent it's just uh, it's a head scratcher mm-hmm. uh, this Twins especially when early in the afternoon the Royals had done them a favor mm-hmm. by knocking off the uh, White Sox uh, of course the Guardians uh, they didn't play yesterday correct? they did not they yeah, had they the day off. off. Um, so we, Dane Mazzutani will kick off the hour and then into the Big 12 with Derek Duke, who I really like. And, um, he's from the, uh, Heartland, uh, college sports, covers the Big 12, and we will pick his Big 12 brain today. Uh, that's coming up here at about 11.25 before Trent's play of the day. I think you had a pretty good day yesterday with your plays. Two and one. Yeah, who did we, you who, who, who did it let you down? Uh, the over-under in the NFL game oh, last right. night. Yeah, the backups got me again, but um, I, I felt pretty good about the pick overall. Hit both baseball picks, so a profitable day yesterday as we were up, I think it was 2.2 units on the day yesterday. Uh, well done. So I, I turned, uh, I waited patiently for 7 o'clock to, to come because I'm, I want to hear Buck and Aikman, <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, they cut to the uh, to the to the press box to the booth. And uh-huh. There's Levy and company. Look, they're good. They're we done. talked about this last week that they were doing I, that game. See, I thought they I thought they were doing the first one. I must have missed. Obviously, I misunderstood. Yeah, because I thought we were getting uh, Aikman and, and Buck yesterday. So you're, you're over there shaking your hands yeah, together, rubbing ready, them together. Ready, Here we go. Listen to my dudes call a game, and but you know what? There was the silver lining in this. Was I watched the Cubs and the Cardinals, and what a ball game! What an incredibly well pitched game. Jordan Montgomery is now four and zero as a Cardinal. Trent he he went the distance. How many times can you say that this year? Well, unless it's Alcantara, 
There hasn't been many. <laughs> there has not been many complete games. And certainly the complete teams that you and I watch more often no. than any. Uh, than any. Uh, 99 pitches. Pujols almost, almost went, was it the first inning? Yeah, it was early. Yeah, yeah I think it was the first or second. It was the first as bad anyways. And it was um, it, it went to the wall and Banny thought this thing's gone. It uh, it was a long signal. He doesn't have the speed he once had. But then he uh, he got a hold of one. And here's the thing about the pitch. Trent, it was great. It was, it was on the strike zone. Right. He went up. He went up top and and took Smiley into the left field seats, and what I, and what I noticed about it, and look at Cubs fans, not they're not big fans of the Redbirds. Right. But that rivalry right. is legit. The stadium was loud when Albert Pujols, St. Louis Cardinal, mm-hmm. whose team just took the lead on his home run, was circling the bases. I love to hear that. So my question is, Jordan Montgomery's your number two now, right in the playoff Has series to be. It's Wainwright, yeah. Montgomery, mm-hmm. Michaelis, Quintana? Probably, but you can't trust them. Well, did you see, and again, it goes back to Jack Flaherty. You see what he did in his rehab I, I did, start on I Sunday? I did not. Seven innings. He did? What's well, shocking in its own right. Struck out seven and allowed one, one under. No, four innings. Seven strikeouts, though. That's what it was. Okay, so that's a little better. Four Still, innings. Struck out seven. Yeah. Gave up one. Double A Springfield. Huh? I thought it was no chance in the world. Right. That Flaherty, maybe, just maybe. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, Marmol and company have decisions to make when it comes to setting that rotation? So let's say Flaherty makes one more rehab start, which will be, what, late in the week, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, something like that. And then he comes back for basically all a of September. Yeah. You're going to get four, maybe five starts out of mm-hmm. him, and you're going to know at that point what you have. Flaherty's back. Now how does the rotation mm-hmm. And Flaherty's back to being... Wainwright still gets the ball in game. Yes, I agree. And uh, Montgomery doesn't game number two because I want righty lefty. You love that righty lefty. I I know you do. Yep. So you put Flaherty three, Michaelis four? Oof. No, I'd switch him. Flaherty's your number four. I think so. Don't you? I I think that's the way that you have to do it. Michaelis has been good. I mean, he's had a really good year. Um, and because of the fact that, look, on, on any on any given year, full health, like, uh, an entire season pitch, the answer is easy. We believe it would be Flaherty that would get that spot. But because of the fact, Michaelis has been good. Why is why is it the Cardinals that can always find these guys off the scrap heap from Japan <laughs> Trent, and turn them into a, a very solid number four starter? Trent, it's incredible. I mean, it really and truly What do they is. call it, devil magic? I don't know what it is, but this this organization, they are they get it. They mm-hmm. they absolutely get it. Look when the when the buzz was going that they're um and this is national guys. Soto's in uh Soto's uh, going to be a cardinal. Yep. They're going to they're going to um deplete the farm system and Brian Walton covers them said no, there's no way they will. That's not I'm what telling they do. you, yeah. I've watched this team, I followed that's not how the Cardinals do business. They do business differently, and um, here they are again. When there's an opportunity to go out and get a Paul Goldschmidt, they will do that. Right. But they're not going to pay a king's ransom to go out. Well, they get our, 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 our was Essentially, they took him. They did. Did you see the play, the barehanded play he made again? That's I, I saw the, the second one he's made in like three days. He's so good. Oh, my God. Ball chopped uh, chopped off home plate, goes over the pitcher's mound, between the pitcher's mound and second. Uh, here he comes from his third base uh, his third base position in full flight, grabs it with one hand, takes a step, and fires a bullet. What a fun team to root for. It, you know, they're okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Two of my three groomsmen, they're both Card- two of the three are, are, are Cardinals fans. And uh, just watching the way the organization is. Yeah, I complain a lot about the professional st- teams that I root for because <laughs> yeah. they're poorly run. Right. 
And then you see an organization like this. Not a huge market. No. Don't spend through the nose. No, but they fill their ballpark. I mean, and they just know how to... Yeah. They just are an organization, right? That just knows how to do this. Death, taxes, Cardinals in the playoffs. And here we Been go again. saying it for years. Five Here up. we go again. Five up. And drawing clear. Yes. Give them a shot against the Dodgers. They get to the NLCS. You don't have to play perfect. No. I mean, you need, what, another Kershaw blow-up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And that's liable to happen. And the Cardinals Especially have done against that against the Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals have done uh-huh. that to them. Uh-huh. You need that. Yep. Maybe some shaky bullpen there out of the Dodgers late. Blow a game that way. Mm-hmm. But that lineup, man. Oh, jeez. That lineup's so good. Um I still think the Mets are the biggest threat to the Dodgers. Good to see the, not good to see. I'm not rooting for the Yankees, but if you're a Yankee fan, I know there's some out there. Um, they that was a good win for them over the Mets last night. I mean, look what they beat for Christ. They <laughs> yes. beat Scherzer uh, and company in the Subway Series. So good win for them. You know, we are going to uh, get into our um, uh, go on record when it comes to college football. Which of the uh, of the topics we're going to cover? For me, the most difficult, find a team that's preseason top 10 that will finish unranked. It's a difficult exercise. Because I like this top 10. You like the top 10. I'm not saying that they're going to end up there, but to fall completely out of it. So there's three teams that you just can't even put in this conversation. So it's down to seven, right? Fair point. There's no way that Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia are going to completely fall out of the top Uh, 25. I agree. I agree. So now you're down to seven. You mm-hmm. got Clemson, Notre Dame, mm-hmm. A&M, Utah, Michigan, Oklahoma, Baylor. Right. I look at Baylor. Shapin had a great game last year in the Big 12 He title. did. Are we sure? Well, here's how I see it. I don't want to. I'm going to pick Baylor to win the Big Twelve. Oh, you are okay, yes. <laughs> right? So, so I, you're I, not going down that route with me. No, but there are the, uh, the other Big Twelve school. Oklahoma? I mean Oklahoma. See, there. I, I don't know. I, I I'm not going to choose either one of those two. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a pretty good top ten. What did we have last year? Two fallout. Wasn't North? Were they North Carolina and Iowa State? Yes. And I know Iowa State did. Yep. I think UNC was the other one that fell out. Um, uh, last year's preseason top. Oh, that's final ranking. Let me go to preseason. There it is. Yeah, well, somebody just t- text me. Yeah, Walter Bueller being out. That that will hurt Ooh, the Dodgers. That does fair too. point. Fair point. Last year you had Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia, mm-hmm. Texas A and M. Did they end up falling out? Uh, no, remember. they didn't. Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, North Carolina. So yeah, it was right. North Carolina. North Carolina, Iowa State were the two that fell out mm-hmm. a season ago, and it happens seemingly every single mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Did yep. somebody fall? Is, is preseason top ten fall completely out of it? Right. It's going to be difficult this year. Bama is next. We're going to get into college football. We will uh, hear from Mitch Holtis at ten fifty. Vikings and Twins talk to kick off hour number two, and then the Big Twelve with Derek Duke Miller and Condon underway on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station one hundred six. Station 106.3 KXNO. 
Oh, you're going to hear a lot of that bump music between now and uh, the second Monday? Second Monday because of the yes. playoff game uh, to uh, kick off uh, or to finish up, rather. So w- between now and the football national championship, we'll hear a lot from Bama Bob as we talk college football twice weekly with Bama. Now, Bama's going to join us on Fridays to preview. About ten, about this time on Friday morning, we'll preview the national scene with Bama. And then Mondays at 11.05, we'll recap what we saw this weekend. Maybe a ACC game might be, I don't know, Trent. No, no, no. Stay away from that ACC. Uh, Stop going alphabetically. Yeah, well, I started today, but you know what? I'll try and break that habit. Uh, yes. I'll try and break Guess that what? Habit. People don't care about the ACC I here. Know. Start I with the Big Ten. Start it. with the Big 12. Even start with the SEC. Because then we run out of time because we're talking about a stupid <laughs> NC State Vatek game. We do run out of time, don't we? We're not good at that clock. So anyways, and we have to be out in this segment by 45, mm-hmm. fellas, because we got to get to Mitch Holtis. Hello, Bama. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready, Ken. We start the annual uh, Ken Miller excitement and depression all at the same time because he starts counting down the he weeks does. that are left <laughs> right. from, from this week. August is flying way too quickly. Uh, unbelievable. Nice yeah. to see Northwestern and uh, Nebraska. Land. Boy, did you see the hotel that the Huskers are staying at in Dublin? My God. Why, you would think it would be nice, sure. right? And it is. Uh, uh, Bama, let's, uh, let's get things going here. We're going to go on record. And as uh, we uh, – uh, I didn't get Trent's buy-in on this one – we're not going to um, bring up last year's picks at all during any point of this conversation. Ken Miller had Iowa State in the college football playoff. He, he did? I was going to say. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but I, I had the Pac-12 so, yeah. champion, right? Did you? That's true. No, it's not. <laughs> I had Washington. I had Utah. I had that one right. You did? I did. Yeah. Holy cow. Now, Washington... I think I picked A&M over to win the West, so what do I know? You did. <laughs> you yeah. went with A&M. Did we all we... had Georgia. We all had Georgia. And I was right. They beat Alabama. They just didn't beat anybody else. That, that's true. That's a good point. We all had Georgia win the national championship, so that's what it matters. When the chips were down, we identified right. the champion. Let's get into it, boys. And For the last time, we'll start alphabetically oh, boy. with the ACC. So who are we going to see? This we're going to do. The championship game and the champion of each of the five power conferences. Then I want us to come up with the who will be the highest ranked group of five when it's all said and done, then a couple more things. So, Trent, we'll start with you. The ACC championship game will be played between whom and who will prevail? So, I'm back on Clemson. I think we're going to see improvement there. And Kublik, I mean, the leash is going to be short for DJ Ungalele, right? Oh, I mean, it has to be. There's not going to be a whole lot there. So, I'm going back to the Clemson. Well, remember last year in that hugely disappointed year, they won 10 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, Including beating Iowa State in the bowl. That is a huge disappointment for Clemson, but it's a historical season for a lot of people out there. So I'm going Clemson. I'm having them not just to get there out of the Atlantic, but to win it. Yep. And they will beat, in the championship game, the Miami Hurricanes. Wow. Okay. Give me the U. They got a quarterback. And they win it? Clemson wins it. Clemson wins it. Okay. Clemson wins it. All right. Uh, yeah, they sure do have a quarterback. Uh, Bama, how about you? Who's going to play in the championship game? Trent, you got your trusty notebook, right? I do, ready to go. All right. Uh, Bama, ACC is, is decided amongst two, and who will be crowned? Yeah, that Clemson, that was an ugly 10 wins, though, Ken. So anyway, yeah. um, but I mean, who, who wouldn't take an ugly 10, you know, 90% of the programs? I'm going to go NC State. I just wow. like their defense. Okay. I just, I mean, they're stacked. And I, I know they have to go to Clemson. So that could be a little bit of a uh, an issue, but I, I don't know. I've just I, everything I've read, everything I've seen, everything I've heard. That defense is is pretty legit. So I'm going to take the Wolf Pack from the Atlantic, and I'm with Trent. I'm going to go Miami out of the Coastal. 
And man, I just I'm going to go with NC State to win it. I just I, I do like what Cristobal's done. I think he's going to, in short order, get that get the U back to where they belong. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just no nonsense. He's got rid of that turnover chain, all that kind of stuff. Right? You no, know, it's just back to it's back to basic football. He can recruit down there, and that it's just saturated with players. So I think in a year or two, I think it's going to be a no brainer. This year, it's maybe more of a toss up between them and Virginia Tech. I'm going Wolfpack, Hurricanes, Wolfpack to win the ACC. I like it, Bam. A little bit different. Uh, I can't be any different than Trent Condon. I've got Clemson back on top in the Atlantic. It's uh, it's unanimous. We all have Miami playing for it. Uh, I'm going to take Clemson to uh, to win the uh, ACC yeah. championship. Now, I think they got a couple of losses, and we'll get to that in a second, but I will take Clemson uh, to win it. So I jumped over the Big Ten and the Big 12. Let's go to the Pac, fellas. Bama, you are up first. Your Pac-12 uh, ch- uh, championship game will be played against uh, amongst whom, and who will be crowned? This is a tough one. Um, I'm going to take Washington out of the north. I really like Oregon. I just mm-hmm. I'm just not a Bo Nix guy. I mean, and we'll, look, he, they got a tough one opening we know against Georgia. I don't know how much you're really going to be able to take out of that game. Um but I'm I'm just going to go Washington. I think and I listen, I think this is going to be this is going to be an ACC type division this year. They have a new coach as well, but pretty soft schedule um out of the a crossover I'm going USC out of the South, and really? I know Utah is the. I'm just I'm sold on Caleb Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. It worked at Oklahoma. I think it's going to work again. You look at the schedule; they do have to go to Salt Lake City, but other than that, guys, I mean, they open. I mean, Rice, Stanford, Fresno, Oregon State, Arizona State, Washington State. They should be six and zero going to Salt Lake City, and then the rest of the way it's Arizona, Cal, Colorado, UCLA. I mean. Tell me, I don't know. I, I don't see a soft spot. I, US, Utah has to go to Oregon. I think if USC wins that game in Salt Lake City on October the 15th, I think they're going to the Pac-12 championship game, and I think they're going to win it. So I'm going to take the Huskies and the Trojans with USC winning. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Trent, what about you? Don't forget, it is the top two teams here. No more divisions in the Pac-12. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, you're right. You're so, right, you're Bama, right. does that change it at all for you? Oh, boy, Trent. Boy, you just throw me a curveball. Um, yeah, I might just take a USC-Utah rematch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I think I, I don't. I just again, I'm not a Bo Nix guy. I don't like the Washington. He got married this off season, Bama. He settled down. Yeah, good for him. I mean, you know, it's just uh, look. New coach up there in Lanning. Yeah. Um, yep. Wow, Condon, way to throw me a curve. Really? Um, yeah. You know, live. Yeah, I'm going to go USC Utah. I'm still saying USC wins. I just, I love Williams and Riley. I know they think there's going to be a rebuild. There's a lot of talent mm-hmm. and you know a lot of undiscipline. You got to weed out kind of a la Saban the first year at Alabama. You know, a seven and six kind of year. Get everybody out of there that you don't want. I just think there's enough talent. I think the division is that. The, the South is just putrid. I mean, with Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad yeah, you I'll, didn't I'll throw UCLA in, UCLA in, Bam. I, I, I like the Bruins this year. 
Yeah, I'm just going to go USC-Utah on a rematch. Gotcha. And with USC winning. That's my champion, USC. Okay, Trent? I'm on the Ducks. Uh, we talked about this back in the springtime. The schedule pops yep. to me. they got an offensive mm-hmm. line. They're going to block incredibly well. you got Sewell on the defensive side here. Just think the Ducks are the Will class. Will he have a better career, uh, pro career than his brother? Hard to say, It right? is hard to say, yeah. That's, he's a good player. He's going to play at the next level. And he's a great collegiate mm-hmm. player. Yes, he he's is. He's going to help out that defense in a big-time way. So I got the Ducks beating USC in the championship game. You've both got a USC, Yeah, huh? buying in. Oh, man. I feel like I'm about to pick Iowa State again. Oh, Maybe oh. I should go a little different here. So I've got the Ducks. Uh-huh. I'm with you. It's the Bo Nix experience. Uh, I'm going to, benefit of the doubt, take the Ducks. I, this is boring. I've got the same championship game as last year and the same result. Give me Utah. The Utes over the Ducks. Uh, and Utah will be back-to-back Pac-12 championships before that conference implodes. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the SEC. I don't know how much time we'll need to spend here, but Bama will put... Uh, Trent, why don't you go first? Well, I'm going to take the free square here. Alabama over Georgia. It kind of feels like a free yeah. squared. Should we do now? Nah, you know what? We're, I don't want to change things up. All right, Bama. Uh, is Trent right? Uh, he is, and I'm going to go with Alabama to win it. And the question that you almost asked but didn't, if not them, who? Right. A&M in Kentucky. A&M in Kentucky. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. your Wildcats are going to be good. I do, too. And you look I at do, too. Schedule. I mean, they, got, they get Georgia. Where's the I Tennessee game? Uh, the Tennessee game. I believe is in Knoxville, and I think it's early in the year too. It is. Um, let me flip to my SEC. No, it's, it's uh, late October. It's in Knoxville. Kentucky will Knoxville, be coming yeah. off a bye week. Yep, like it. Yep. I mean, look, they got to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get Florida at home. They they go to Georgia late, but you know, it, can that game matter? Maybe at the end of the year. I mean, Georgia's just not going to lose. I mean, right. you just look at. I mean, South Carolina at Missouri, uh, Auburn. I mean, who knows what they're going to be? Didn't Kentucky Vanderbilt. cover against Georgia last year on a, on a backdoor? It was a backdoor. I yeah. think it was. It seems like they did. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did too. That was a good game. It in was. And, and look, Stoops has got that program, and he's he's kind of built a nice program. He's just up against. He's in a basketball school. <laughs> he's at a basketball school. And he's up against a juggernaut in yeah. Georgia, and you got maybe another couple coming in Florida and Tennessee. I but agree. If, if not them, who it, to me it would be? Uh, I know everybody's on Tennessee, but if not Georgia, I'm taking the Wildcats. Yeah, I'm with you, Bama. Um, and uh, maybe yeah, I, I don't know. I can't pick A and M because I'm about to talk about A and M in a bit. Uh, give me uh, Alabama. Ooh. Give me Alabama, Georgia, and I will take. Alabama to win it. All right, let's go to the Big Ten. Trent Condon, you are up first. The Big Ten will be played uh, amongst two, and this doesn't seem like it's going to take a lot of time either. No, well, we know the champion here. It is the Buckeyes. This team is absolutely loaded. I think the defensive improvements we are going to see this year, though I have heard Jim Knowles, it's usually year two when his defenses really? take a big step forward. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance, at the very least. But it's the Buckeyes in the East for me, and the Buckeyes ultimately winning it, where they beat in Indianapolis. Drum roll, please. The Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah, went with the Phil Fleck the PJ train. gets it done. This is going to be a three-way tie at 6-3 and three in the division. So they beat Iowa. And the Gophers have the tiebreaker over Iowa and Wisconsin. I like your reasoning, Trent. I can buy into your reasoning. Bama, 
Ohio State versus, I'm assuming, right, unless you want to yeah. throw a curveball. Who are the Buckeyes playing? No, I'm not going to go Iowa State on you this year. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go Ohio State. I'm going to go Iowa. I just think that, and I, I, listen, I like Minnesota as well. I love the quarterback there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a good offensive line. If the running back is back, that could be huge for them. Um, yeah, Abraham. But, yeah, I mean, that was so sad. We really wrecked the season, you know, what, two quarters into it mm-hmm. last year. But I just like, I mean, the Wisconsin and Iowa game, I think, on the in mid-November, I think it's going to matter. I, I'm with Trent. I think most of the – I think whoever wins is going to have multiple losses and you're going to get in some kind of goofy tiebreaker situation. I don't think anybody's going to roll through this division. I think it's parity. I think it's mm-hmm. not mediocrity, but I don't think it's at the level of uh, – of the other side. So I'm going to go Ohio State, Iowa with the Buckeyes winning. Yeah, the, the, the division overall, I mean, throw it Illinois, throw it Northwestern, that leaves five teams that, I mean, I wouldn't fall off my, I don't think Nebraska's there. Purdue's Nebraska, defense no. has too many question marks. Their offense is really good. Look, it's obviously. Love that first game, though, man. Oh, my God. Penn State at Purdue. Oh, it's awesome. Give it to me yeah, give all it, day. Terrific. So here's yep. what it came down for me uh, when, it, when it comes to the West. Spencer Petras, Tanner Morgan, Graham Mertz. Yuck. Yep. Right? Yuck and yuck. <laughs> Those are gross. <laughs> yep. So, of the three... Ford City in the NFL right there, man. Yeah, no chance of that. never get there. Uh, buy a ticket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Clipburg City in the Arena League. I threw out Graham Mertz. That left me Petras and Morgan. I think Tanner Morgan's a better quarterback. Yeah. I do, too. I'm all in on Spencer Petras. It's the Hawks and the Buckeyes. And I'll take, obviously, Ohio State. Yeah. But I think yeah. Iowa can get back there. I think Petrus is going to uh, exceed what are very low expectations. Let me uh, mark the tape on that one. 1031 <laughs> on Thursday, August 23rd. Yeah. I, I, like, I like Iowa's offensive line. I just like the way they play. They're better. They just, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, I, they don't I mean, take a step back. Linderbaum's in the NFL now, and he's a generational right. center. Yeah, absolutely. But they, the, the, you know, they kind of know, you know, they've got a couple more somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, that they've been stashing. But I do like Minnesota. I love, I just love Morgan. Yeah, I do too. I like him too. And I really, Ibrahim's the X factor. If yeah. he's healthy, they can, they can be a problem. But lots and bells go good. Yeah, yep. uh, they were. They uh, had to replace everybody on the offensive line, with the exception of the starter. And they went out and got starters for from every from uh, Power Five programs. So, yeah, uh, we'll see. Yep. I think they're going to be good. I think there's absolute parity uh, between the Hawkeyes, Gophers, Badgers, and then there's there a. Well, I mean, you can make a case for the Boilermakers. I'll say that you can't because of their defense. And the and the Cornhuskers, one of these years, right? All right, let's go to the Big Twelve. This to me is. Um, it's the most difficult. I think it is yeah. because speaking of parity, uh, Trent, you go first. Who's going to play for the championship? I got Oklahoma State there after the disappointment of a year ago. I know they lost a ton. Spencer mm-hmm. Sanders, it, he has been an enigma. He has been so good at times and so bad at times. But I'm going to bet on him putting it all together. So I got Oklahoma State there uh, coming out of one side, and then this is where it becomes even more difficult. I told you I'm not. Baylor's a team that I have some concerns about. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Oklahoma and a rematch of Bedlam for the wow. championship game with Oklahoma State ultimately bringing home the prize and maybe, just maybe, sneaking into the back door of the playoff. We'll get to that here in just a little bit. All righty, all righty, all righty. Bama, how do you see it? Yeah, I'm I'm going Oklahoma State as well. I, I, I am 
I think Sanders is probably the best quarterback. Jaden Daniels is kind of an X factor mm-hmm. in Kansas sure. State, isn't he? I mean, but I just don't know what else they they have. I like Kleiman. I think he's the right guy, and uh, you know, for the right program. But he just how much athleticism are they really going to have? I'm going to go Oklahoma State. I love Baylor, but man, the schedule's just too tough. It's I mean, we talked about it in a couple weeks ago. The four road games are in Ames, Morgantown. Lubbock, which is always hard to do, and then they got to go to Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, five, five road games. Yeah. It's just really tough, I think. So uh, I can't pick them because of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Iowa State. I know they lost a ton, and you know, generational program players did they did they lose? Um, but you mentioned it to me, and I kind of started looking and thinking, and you know, Matt Campbell, and this is kind of where he's good. So we're going to see. I, I, the schedule lines up. They get Baylor at home. They do have to go to Texas, not sold on them. They get Oklahoma at home. They avoid, you know, the Morgantown-Lubbock disaster trips are right. always the toughest to yeah. me in that conference. So they get those teams at home, and look, you just got to finish second. You don't have yep. to finish first. So I'm going to go Oklahoma and Iowa State. Oh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. And I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win it. I think they were so close last year. Just what a great, great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just – you know, I know they lost, you know, Hubbard and he's getting in fights down in the NFL and everything else, but it, it's just, I, I'm going to go, I think they finish it off this year. So I'm going to go Cowboys Cyclones with the Cowboys winning. Mm. Well, Bama the, and, and trends, this, this gave me fits. Uh, I put Oklahoma in, um, and I put Baylor in. And, and despite the fact, and Bama, you were 100% right. Their schedule, not only do they have five on the road, but it's where they are. As you mentioned, I would yeah. say they have to go to Morgantown. They have to go yep. to Lubbock. Uh, they go to Oklahoma, yep. and they finish up uh, in Austin against Texas. Boy, that's daunting. But if they can find a way in, I think they'll be tested. Ika's one of my favorite players in the conference. Um, yep. Defensive lineman. Love their coach. Yeah, I do too. Our, our, Aranda uh, is a terrific <laughs> coach. So um, I'll, I'll take Baylor by an inch. The highest-ranked group of five team Trent is going to be. Who would you have Baylor beating? Uh, Baylor beating Oklahoma. Oklahoma over OU. All right. But I did give Iowa State a long a long look. But you know what? I couldn't do it after I picked them in the playoff last year. <laughs> Made you look bad. <laughs> Made you feel bad. I've done a little more research on two teams out west for the group of five. Utah State? Nope, not San Utah Diego State. State. No, not San Diego State. Boise State? Remember when we kept hearing about Air Force? When was that? About oh, a, yes. a month, month and a yeah, half ago. a long time. And there was a bunch of Sharps that were betting yep. they're over. Yep. There were people that were taking shots of them to go undefeated, mm-hmm. college football players, just all kinds of crazy things with Air Force. And I did the research, and I like them. I like them 10 and 2. 9 and 12 and 0? No. I, I, I couldn't no. get there. Is there a 12 and 0 group of five? I don't think so. I think the American, I think it's too compressed. I think Houston's going to be good. I think UCF's going to take a step back, step up. Cincinnati, maybe a small step backwards. I think there's just going to be too much parity in that league. I go back to BYU, and I brought this Mm -hmm. up to you a while back. This BYU team, they have the schedule. This is what I brought up Cincinnati to you last summer for the first time, Ken. And you said, come on. I said, (laughs) it's the schedule. They had Indiana, who was ranked in the top 25 Mm -hmm. last year. And they had Notre Dame. Same thing with BYU. They have the schedule. In fact, unless even Houston at 13-0, I don't think they get in. I I just don't think they have the schedule. I don't think there's a playoff team. I think there is one team from 
outside of the group of five that can get in, and it's the BYU Cougars. I don't think they'll get there, but that would be my pick. All right, Bama, who's your highest-ranked group of five team? Yeah, I'm with uh, it's BYU. I mean, you look mm. at the schedule, and and I mean Arkansas out of the SEC. Okay, so that's a you know that's that's a marquee win if they can get it. That's yeah. in Provo. Baylor's in Provo. Notre Dame, I believe, is in Provo, unless that's a neutral site. That's in game, Vegas. I'm pretty sure that, is that in Vegas? Is that in Vegas? Vegas. Yep. Okay. Yeah, BYU going to Vegas always seems like a waste, but that's <laughs> yeah. okay. They still have fun. Um, yeah, they do. And then, you know, they go to Oregon and Boise. So, I mean, you're right. The schedule, that's, that's five pretty good name mm. brand recognition games right there. Arkansas, Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, Boise. And they don't have to win them all, but if they win four of them for sure, um, including maybe Notre Dame, which I don't know if I'm sold on. I don't, but again, I did a little deeper dive in it. And other than the quarterback, which is obviously important, they got a lot of talent there. I mean, they just got talent everywhere and they've got experience. And we all know that, you know, the one thing they don't really do much is the portal. It doesn't seem like because they do have that kind of goofy, uh, you know, guys go off on the mission and come back, but they're always yeah. a, they're always a veteran team, and, and I don't know. I'm, I'm taking BYU. There's, there are some other ones. You mentioned Air Force. I just can't see it. Um, I don't think Houston, Cincinnati, I think there's a little bit of a fall-off. You look at the schedule, and it's just it's kind of a yawn on both of them. That's the team, BYU, if they can get – if they can win three or four of those games, they got. I think they're going to be the highest ranked. I don't think they'll get in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be the highest ranked group of five. The correct answer is the same answer as it was last year. It's the Cincinnati Bearcats. Really? Arkansas? If they beat Arkansas, they've got That's Indiana. That's big I, big bad Sam Pittman. Uh, I, I agree. Now, where that game's in it's, – it's, it's in uh, – Fayetteville? Yes, yeah, in Fayetteville. Yeah, but if they win, if they beat those two, I know they lost a ton of guys. But here's the thing: uh, Fickle is recruiting as you know what off. I mean, look at his recruiting yeah. classes. I'll take Cincy by an inch. Uh, top ten team that's going to finish unranked. This one is uh, incredibly difficult. Bama, we'll start with you. We've got five minutes left, fellas, um, and we got one, two, three more things to get to. Uh, top team, top I'm ten team preseason that will finish unranked. Is there one? Who is it? I don't know that it's unranked, but I, I'm just going to say Michigan. I mean, what are they, eight right now? I think that's way overrated. I want to say Notre Dame because I see two or three losses on that schedule. Um, Baylor at 10. Michigan's go- three. Is Michigan three? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. That, that's where they finished yeah. last year. Beg your pardon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I I just, listen. They're the eight. quarterback yeah. thing. You know, or, or if, do you have one? No. Do you have two? If you have two, you have none. So I just. I'm going back to that. The schedule's not really daunting. There there could be a couple, three losses on that schedule. I don't think they'll finish unranked, but I think out of the top ten, they'll be the lowest-ranked team at the end. Do you have to, do you have to lose four games to follow out, Trent? Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Nine and three from that point. Well, we know how it is, right? And just another win kind of bumps and you back. And in Michigan, they're going to rank right. 22nd. Yeah, yeah. Probably so. <laughs> well, a team that doesn't get the benefit of the doubt is my team, and that's the Utah Utes. Great run last year, mm-hmm. an incredible Rose Bowl, even in a loss. Utah opens up at Florida. Are they going into the swamp and winning week one? I hope so. It is a tough, tough tale to do that. Their roadies that they have also in conference play, they go to Arizona State, UCLA, Washington State, and then back-to-back to to end the year at Oregon and Colorado. Just don't like the way the schedule plays out here. And because of the name, I don't think they'll get the benefit out. An 8-4 Utah team would finish out of the top 25. Oy, oy, oy. (laughs) I 
Anyway, we'll get to that in a second because uh, I see it totally different. My team is Texas A&M, and I'll tell you why. Uh, because they go to Miami. No, they host Miami. Um, uh, obviously, at Alabama, they've got Florida. Granted, it's at home, and I think Florida takes a step forward this year. That's three losses. I think you could make the case for three losses. Does Brian Kelly get them at the end of the season? I'm like, uh, I think three losses keeps them in, but I don't think they finish in the top 10. Um, Hot seat. Trent. This is the easiest one. Brian Harson. Without a doubt. He might not make it to October. Uh, uh, They lose to Penn State early. Yeah. And if they get beat handily in that game at home, things could get ugly because they get LSU. Then Georgia, then Ole Miss on the road. Arkansas, the the schedule gets so difficult. There's just so much negativity surrounding that program. Is it unanimous, Bama? You got somebody else? No, I got Scott Frost. He's uh-huh. not going to survive it. I mean, he can't, Ken. I mean, they're just, you know, they're going to be. If they get to six and six, is that going to be good yeah, enough? It just might. Be. And I'm not sure they're going to get to six and six. Yeah. I mean, but is that momentum building after where they've come from? Is what year five? I, I guess I technically it is. But, yeah, I mean, so six and six at year five, and you make a yeah, I, you know who cares bowl game. I mean, come on, you're Nebraska. But uh, so for me, it's Frost. I agree on Harson. I think there's there's issues there. I, I I see it a little differently though. He survived them last year. Something happened down there because I mean, usually when all that stuff is swirling uh, around a coach at Auburn, he's gone. Uh, he survived it. I don't know what happened internally. But Trent's absolutely right. I mean, they got a three out of four week schedule of Penn State, LSU at Georgia. I mean, so Jeez. early. Now, they, you know, Mercer and San Jose State out of the gate. San Jose State in the past, not really a team, but you're right. Penn State, they're, Auburn's really looking forward to that. They love that trip going up there last year. I think they're really looking forward to the return this year, but. That's a three week stretch. It's really tough. And then you throw A&M and Alabama in at the end mm. of the year. So. They could have a tough time in the middle and a tough time at the end, so he could be gone, but I think Frost gets it first. All right, I'm going to go with Harson. Uh, I, I think what happened last year is Barkley stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> Barkley's in his corner. Yeah. He's in his corner. Yeah. Uh, the four playoff teams, Trent Condon, will be who? It'll be Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and the Ducks of Oregon just edging out Oklahoma State for the final bid. Give me Oregon for the last spot with Bama. Wing it all. Bama wins the natty. Uh, your four playoff teams, and who, who uh, is victorious when it's all said and done? Oh, man. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, USC. Uh, and I'm going to go with Alabama. I hate to do it just because it sounds like a homer, but they're loaded. Uh, the skill players are who they lost, and they're going to plug and play. The defense is they're talking about being with Will Anderson mm-hmm. being as good as anybody uh, that they've had there in, I don't know, a decade. That's pretty scary. And we see what Bryce Young can do when he has weapons. And the offensive line will be better this year as well as the linebackers. So uh, I'm taking Alabama. Georgia lost a little bit too much. Uh, he says sheepishly. <laughs> Alabama, <laughs> Georgia, Ohio State, New York. Utah? Is that what I said? Utah. <laughs> I'm taking the Utes. For the same wow. reason I took Iowa State last year. I thought Iowa State would win the Big 12. If they win the Big 12, I thought they'd get in. I think Utah is, they got a quarterback. They've got a quarterback. I love their head coach. Yep. Obviously, they're going to be yep. tested early. Um, I think that there's, they probably lose a game somewhere along the line. But I'm going to take Utah. 
to make it in, and Bama is the champion. No Clemson for us. <laughs> no, that's a good point, Trent. No yeah. Clemson. Yeah, no Clemson funny. amongst us. Nobody from the Big 12 either. Again. We all took a yeah. Pac-12 team this year as opposed to So Ken has Utah in the playoff and Trent has them 8 and 4. <laughs> yeah, and falling out of the falling out of the top 25. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Bama will grab we'll, we'll uh, talk to you uh, a week from Friday. We'll have a whole bunch of games to preview. It's a kind of a short slate this weekend. Um, so we will uh, talk to you a week from but Friday. But we will be watching. Y- you think? <laughs> Bama, yeah. uh, enjoy the weekend, Bama. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Appreciate you coming on and going on record. It's uh, always fun to do. Thanks, Bama. I love it, guys. Take care. Talk to you soon. Yep, indeed you will. Bama Bob, Trent and I going around college football. All right, we are on record. Feeling good? Ah, not really. I can tell. But I think at the end we'll get our Bama pick right for the national championship. Mitch Holt is next. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. For 10% off your first month. Now back to Miller & Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch Holtis joins the program. Mitch, Trenton, Ken, happy Tuesday, Mitch Holtis. Happy Tuesday to you, to my favorite Iowan Canadian. Thank you, and sir. To Trent. <laughs> and to so, Trent. And, uh, and Trent. Uh, but yeah, now we're squeezing a lot here. This is a uh, power-packed 48 to 72 hours with this quick turnaround in the third preseason game against Green Bay. You know, it seems like, Mitch, that, um, and I agree with you, the turnaround from week two to week three, um, it, it, it seems like they're almost like cramming it in. Yeah. Well, I think they're cramming it in. I think you're right, Ken, but they want that extra time between this preseason game mm-hmm. and that first regular season game. Because you're looking now, I mean, you don't play until that first the Sunday, second Sunday in September. You get all the Labor Day week. You get the rest of the weekend, but you also have to cut like 27 guys, and then you're going to check the waiver wire and add. The, the league really, really wanted this. This is, uh, or at least the coaches did. And the 317 model became something of a compromise with the NFLPA and the owners and trying to figure out a rhythm. But part of that rhythm was the coaches said, then give us extra time. Don't jam us up against the regular season, which has happened uh, in the past. So today we take a look at the defensive backfield and the safety position. We've talked a ton about Justin Reed, just not because of what he is obviously as a safety, but also because of his kicking exploits. Let's talk about the guy that uh, is sitting there backing him up, a rookie coming in, Brian Cook. Well, he looks like he's backing him up on the depth chart, but here's the focus of my report with you. Steve Spagnuolo runs so many three-safety looks, Mm -hmm. three-safety with a nickel. There'll be three-safety two corners sometimes. Uh, and generally the nickel is three corners and two safeties, or he'll run a three-safety dime, and generally it's four corners and two safeties, not with spags. He'll play three corners, three safeties in the dime package. Let me think about this a second, but I think it is the biggest upgrade by this football team from mm. 21 to 22 is the safety position, the athleticism uh, and the feistiness and the ability to be scheme, uh, a scheme fit. Brian Cook is sometimes would be seen as a backup to Justin Reed or one Thornhill. Many times he will be out there side-by-side with them. Brian Cook's an interesting story. He is a missile. He is a big reason, one of the big reasons, that Cincinnati made it to the college football playoff last year. That secondary was wicked. And But this three-safety look, playing 
I got to cover. I can play linebacker. I got to tackle in the open field. I got to destroy guys running or uh, corner routes. I mean, or running um, crossing patterns. Brian Cook's all about it. He loves the extra safety defense. Uh, I love it a lot um, as far as like having a lot of DBs on the field to, you know what I'm saying, because I know this is a passing league, so having all the DBs on the field, be able to, you know, drop in certain areas where a linebacker might not be able to, to drop as fast as, you know, as a DB, but I think at the end of the day, we're all doing the same job, so I might be coming, it might, it might be a DB coming in doing the same thing a linebacker might be doing, but having a more skillful body to, to do the job done and not down, especially depending on, you know, what receivers now running 4-2s, 4-1s, so if you had to try to match speed with speed, that's all it really is, but definitely, definitely a great thing for our defense. Kid is wicked smart, born leader, alpha personality, started his college career at Howard, <laughs> an HBCU school in Washington, D.C., then transferred back to his hometown at UC. He is a scheme fit for the Chiefs and can be a leader for a long time. Uh, and that's uh, that's high praise, Mitch, uh, when you said that this might be the most improved uh, position uh, on the football team. Look, I, I've, we've been saying this since we had began these conversations. The Chiefs, it's their defense that I think is going to surprise people this year. And, and this is just, just one of these uh, one of the players that's got a chance to make an impact. Was there a practice? Was there something that you know during the month of August that uh, that got the coaches' attention, or have they really been focused in on him since they used the second round pick to take him? goes back to that uh, matt mcmullen works with, i work almost every day with matt we do tons of projects together and defending the kingdom podcast and shows 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 well we also work on the draft together i'm working late one night right at the kitchen table like watching some video and looking at he goes hey have you watched safeties yet and have you watch brian cook of cincinnati i go no but i will now and then i called him back and go i'm glad you called me and then when the chiefs took him he and I were euphoric hmm. in our own little draft room that we had, our 65 TPC <laughs> draft room, because we knew what he could mean uh, and what he could mean to this scheme fit. Uh, the Chiefs have got – they were not athletic last year in the safety spot. They were, and, and Thornhill wasn't completely back from the injury, and it was just – with, with the Honey Badger cast such a big shadow in the room that it just, it just was somewhat out of rhythm. And there, there weren't many plays made. And the same at linebacker. Well, the two biggest areas the Chiefs just elevated, mm-hmm. maybe 30 to 40% better, speed, uh, fast, uh, is, uh, and speed, fast, toughness, is at the linebacker in the safety position. And it's so key because the Chiefs play so many kind of wacko-jacko defenses with extra linebackers or safeties. And now all of a sudden you've got Roman candles out there instead of firecrackers, and it could make a big difference on this team. How many safeties do you anticipate they're going to keep? How, how many, when you get that roster crunch, how many guys are going to be on the 53-man roster? You ask a great question. And at 10:57:51 <laughs> on August the 23rd, I don't have that answer. But let me give you some theories. Five. Five. But the fifth safety has got to be a special teams guru. The fourth safety will be a Cook. I'm, I'm sorry, not Cook, but Bush. Bush, who picked up from the Bears. Deion Bush, right? He's a three, a four-core special teams guy. Can play safety. It's not like you're going to really fall off the earth if you put him on the field, but he's a four-core special teams. If you have a fifth safety, he's got to be something like Bush. Um, and if you don't, then you go four safeties and six corners. Otherwise, you're going to go five corners, five safeties, and that fifth safety then, or one of your safeties, has got to be quasi-corner. Um, and that's where Thornhill comes into play. 41-inch vertical, can run a you know, fast, but I think it's going to be six corners, four safeties, and the four safeties are the four we mentioned here. Uh, but 
I mean, that could change at the last second. I do know, I have a question that you do know the answer. What's for dinner? I mean, school's back in Mitch Holtis. If not all over Central Iowa, some start today, some start tomorrow. Um, got any Got any ideas, suggestions? Is it, and high school football starting in Iowa. Friday. Yeah. yeah, Friday. Friday. Colfax, Mingo, Tiger Hawks, Erlen <laughs> Cardinals. Let's go. The defenders of St. Joe Christian. Let's do it. I mean, I'm sorry, St. Joe. Good morning, Christian. Uh, the Dowling Maroons, right? Um, so Papa John's Pizza. Lunch, breakfast, dinner, tailgates. High school tailgate, Papa John's Pizza. Tom and Matt Donaldson have, have done so much. Leukemia Lymphoma Society, Juvenile Diabetes. They're just terrific partners. Uh, with the state of Iowa, but nothing makes a football game come alive at any level than a Papa John's pizza. Talk to you tomorrow, Mitch Holtis. Thank you. See you, boys. You're going to have your favorite Greek rookie tomorrow. The Hawkeyes know all about this kid. Uh, Yes, they do. So is the Big Ten. Thank you, bud. Uh, Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, hour two coming up next. We did not get to the Vikings last week. We will when we come back in about five minutes. Dane Muzzatani joins us. Derek Duke from Heartland College Sports on the Big 12. Trent's play of the day. Hour two next. Miller and Condon, 106.3 KXNO.